Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Papaya Podcast. I'm your hostess, trying her mostest, Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. All right, everyone, welcome back. I am sitting in Apple Park right now at the Apple event 2023, and I have an absolute dream guest. And I don't know if you know how long we have been hoping this would come together. So I'm so excited to welcome Dr. Sumbal Desai, who is the VP of Health at Apple. Welcome to the show. Thank you. And that is so kind. I really appreciate it. And thanks for having me. I think there is so many layers to all of this, but I want to just, first of all, I will get into this a little bit later, but Apple Health has changed my life recently. And I want to share that with you a little bit, but I would like to hear first how you got into this position and what exactly do you do here? Such a good question. Maybe I'll take the first part of the question first, how I got here. So I started my life off in career in computer science and never, I grew up of of Indian descent. My parents, my father in particular, always wanted me to be a physician. And I was a pretty rebellious teenager. So I decided I wasn't going to do that. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up going into the very daring world of computer science and media. (laughs) And so I, you know, went to undergrad, had actually interned with some media companies and then Later on in life, in about 2001, my mother had a massive stroke, and that's kind of where I first got exposed to healthcare and, you know, really taking care of individuals. And probably also when I first got exposed to the importance of really being an advocate for yourself, for your Mm. loved ones, so that you can be empowered to do things for your health that maybe sometimes others may not be as incentivized to do. And so... I went through that experience. And when I was coming back out of it on the other side, I really thought through like what I wanted to do with my life. Mm. And I was already working in media and entertainment, but I decided I kind of wanted to take the step and go back to school. So I went back to school later in life and went back to school to become a physician and worked at Stanford post my training. And the one thing that's amazing about Stanford and this area in general in the Bay Area and Silicon Valley is that we're such an such an area where there's such a confluence of technology yes. and healthcare, and so got to really know some of the 
technologies that were starting to transform the industry back in the day. So when I was there, like video visits and telemedicine were not a thing. We got, we implemented all of that. Mm-hmm. And who would have thought many years later that came in so handy during COVID, right? Yes. Um, but um, did that, got to know some folks from the Apple team at that time and was really drawn to the opportunity here because of the, really the, that going back to that initial kind of sentiment of how do you empower people to really be focused on their health and empower people at scale? And the thing that we really have a unique opportunity to do is partner with individuals in really meaningful ways to Mm -hmm. be, to really encourage people to advocate for their health and empower them to really put themselves at the center of their health and hopefully live a healthier life. And Mm -hmm. so that's what really drew me to working here at Apple. That's incredible. And I want to share this part with you now because about maybe eight months ago, around December, January, I was experiencing some headaches and I decided to start, somebody had suggested, you know, the Apple Health Mm -hmm. app to track things around menstrual cycles and how you could track, you know, certain symptoms. And I started tracking my headaches because I had this suspicion that my headaches were part of my menstrual cycle or, or perhaps landing somewhere that might help me figure out headaches a little bit more. It's been a big quest of mine to stay migraine free. And so I've been doing mm-hmm. all these things to stay migraine free. And so I, as I was doing this, it prompted these other questions about mood and how you're feeling. And sure enough, I started to realize that this cyclical anxiety and depression that I was dealing with was actually ended up you know, being the roadmap to what would become my diagnosis for PMDD, which I only got diagnosed in the last six months. And I went to my doctor and I had all of the information stored in the app and I'm two and a half years postpartum. I felt for the first time, I really saw how abandoned it can feel going from being poked and prodded and measured and taken care of to you've had your baby you're good, you're gone. Mm -hmm. And having to really come back into a space of, all right, I need to pay attention to what's going on with myself and all of these things. And that diagnosis has led me down a whole other experience and journey, but real life, it was paying attention and using the tools that were at my fingertips. I don't have time to do a lot of these other things. I think that's a common thread for people Mm -hmm. is that we don't have time, the access to even booking and I'm in Canada, we have, you know, really accessible healthcare. However, even the step of making the call and booking an appointment felt like a huge responsibility. And the fact that I was able to just start making notes within my health app and monitor these things. And not only that, now after diagnosis, knowing that we have to create these supports around me, it was, it was actually quite severe, but I think because it was these blips of time, I was like, oh, I'm fine. Everything's clearly okay. It's passed. Now I'm able to share that information with those in my support system. So they actually get alerted when, you know, my cycle is coming up or they know when my period's coming so they can actually start shifting into that support role. And so this has been the first year that beyond just tracking how many steps I'm taking and running that I really stepped back and went, oh my gosh, there is such crossroads between technology and health that I don't think I ever really took notice of. But today in the presentation, it started with stories of health. And it's, Mm -hmm. I mean, (laughs) I don't know how many dry eyes there were as the story played out with multiple people whose 
Apple Watches and devices saved their life. What does that feel like being a part of all of this and seeing, I mean, we saw the announcement last year of crash detection being Mm -hmm. one of them. And, you know, a few years ago when the heart monitor and the ECG thing started to come out, but now hearing the stories of impact, how does that feel for you? Like, did you really foresee that? Was that a big heart before, especially with your history and your own family? Did you see that ever really coming to life? And how does it feel seeing that it has? Well, I mean, first of all, I have to say thanks for sharing your story mm. because hearing stories like that really move me. And, yeah. and the reason it does is that we spend a lot of time, you were asking what we do, we spend a lot of time working with design and engineering mm-hmm. and then our team thinking through what an individual's in interaction and experience is going to be and yeah. how are they going to use it and how is it impactful to them. Yeah. And so when we hear stories like yours, I think it's really, it, it, it makes us like feel, I don't describe it. It's just like very warm feeling inside of like, oh my God, we actually achieved what we were trying to do. And, and that's really been the goal. I mean, the goal is really focused on how do we provide things that are actionable for individuals that are grounded in science. And then obviously very making sure everything that we do is private and secure. And those are kind of the three key pillars in terms of how we think about things in health. And, you know, just seeing that video today, for example, even I, I mean, I still get choked up when I see those stories. And for us, we're very blessed because we get these letters almost every day um, from users who have had these experiences where truly if had they not been notified, you know, something really horrible could have happened and yeah. we were able to be a part of that journey. Yes. I think what's really special is, is that we really want, as I mentioned, for people to be empowered, but more so also people to be more proactive around their health. Yeah. So just what you described is you engaging in your health to be proactive, to help you figure out, you know, what's going on and you put yourself in the driver's seat to really own what was going on with you and try to yeah. figure out what to do about it. Exactly. You know, I had a very similar story. Like, you know, if you think about it, we've been having our cycles for how many years, right? <laughs> and I'm always um, surprised by it. I'm like, how am I 38? And I still get surprised. Totally. More, but I, was. I had a similar thing. Like I would get chills and this was during the pandemic. I think I was just home more. So I yeah. noticed it. I would get chills right before my period and I never like put two and two together and I started tracking it. And Mm. it actually is related to my cycle. So fascinating. And I was like, oh my God, am I getting sick? And obviously during the pandemic, anytime anyone had any symptoms, they were concerned. And so the point being is that those little, I think that's the big thing is like, how do we constantly educate, inform, empower you to really understand what's going on with your health so that you can make the right decisions for yourself. And we're just really early in that journey, but hearing stories like yours and the ones that we saw today are just such, so heartening for us because it really drives us and motivates us to do more. I'm so excited for Weston to be a sponsor of this podcast because they have so many incredible things that I didn't even know about. And now I get to share them with you. Weston has over 200 destinations around the world and help make it possible for you to keep up with your wellness routine while traveling. With signature offerings that help you move, eat, and sleep well, Weston Hotels make travel an opportunity to enhance your well-being or keep up on whatever routines that you want to keep up on. At Weston, you can work out the way you want. There's a variety of fitness options to keep your wellness routine going while you're away. 
Maintain your focus in Weston workout fitness studios equipped with state-of-the-art equipment or get moving on a group run led by Weston's Run Concierge, a running guide and buddy who makes it easy for you to explore the local areas. Wherever you are, you can run like a local. Weston's three and five mile scenic running maps make it easy to find your best route to explore on foot. Or you can do your own thing, which is my sort of personal preference. In your guest room with workout and recovery gear that's available on demand through Weston's gear lending program. You customize your workout while on the go with Hyperice and Bala products to borrow during your stay. And if you're like me and have different nutritional needs, their Weston chefs have crafted dishes with your well-being in mind. Choose what's right for you based on your nutritional balance and make it easy to nourish your health no matter the destination. And of course, we have to talk about sleep. Recharge your body and mind with restorative sleep in Weston's renowned heavenly bed. Wind down naturally with Sleep Well Lavender Balm, which eases tensions and soothes the senses. At Weston Hotels, there's amenities and offerings aimed to help you move well, eat well, and sleep well, so you can keep your well-being close while away. Find wellness on your next stay at Weston. Hey, friend. I'm Nicole Walters, mom of three, your internet bestie, and founder of Inherit Learning Company. If you're looking for the motivation you need to pursue a life of purpose, then join me each week on the Nicole Walters podcast as I share my hard-learned lessons and answer your DMs about life, business, and everything in between. We'll laugh, we'll cry, and we'll grant ourselves grace as we do life together. Check out the Nicole Walters podcast every Tuesday here on Dear Media. You can listen anywhere you listen to podcasts. I feel like I went through my own personal version of crash detection because I was headed on a path that had I not paid attention, had I not made those notes, it it, it was getting progressively worse. And it has been really hard to navigate, but having the tools and the understanding of what was going on possibly saved my life. And, you know, I shared in Instagram stories today, some of the, you know, the video clips of people whose lives were saved by different features. And I got so many messages from people. One person was like, oh, I bought one for my my mom and she put it on and it immediately notified her of a heart thing. And she went to the hospital the next day and sure enough needed a pacemaker. Wow. And I was like, within a day, this yeah. was a life-saving device. And I just think that that's, I think it's really easy for us to minimize, you know, why do we use our phones? And, you know, yes, to text our friends, to stay in touch with our families, to take pictures, to journal into, to have social media, all these parts of our jobs are these things. And then coming out of my most recent pregnancy, it was very alarming how much you monitor everything that's going on with mm -hmm. you. And then suddenly you're just like, oh, the baby's out and I'm fine. You forget that like we ourselves as individuals are carrying life. And just yeah. because when we're carrying another life doesn't make ours any less important or valuable or something to pay attention to. I I think I've just been so mind blown at there is a feature that was existing within my devices that I was never utilizing. Mm -hmm. And I know there must be more. What do you think are like the top things that people could be maybe leaning in a little bit more to? I know you probably use them a lot more, but for the everyday user, someone like me who didn't realize that there was like a lot more features going on, what are some of your favorite features and in what devices, in what ways to access them? 
I'll talk about three of them and then I'll talk. One of them is one of the more recent ones that we've put out. But cardio fitness is one of my perhaps favorite. You know, it's an estimation of your VO2 max. And what is that exactly? So basically it's how your body uses oxygen. So it's almost, but what's interesting about that metric is it's a good indicator of your overall kind of cardiorespiratory fitness and health. Okay. And that can sometimes be an indicator of potentially what your long-term cardiac and risk could be for certain conditions. Interesting. And the reason I find that one particularly interesting is that one changes. Like if you, for example, I went through a period where I wasn't exercising as much as I normally do. Mm -hmm. I saw a little bit of a dip, but then if I start exercising again, I'll start seeing it increase. So it's kind of nice because it's very actionable. There's things you can do about it to improve it. It's motivating. It's very motivating and it has a a, a real impact in terms of your longevity. It has, you know, Mm -hmm. there's a good correlation between VO2 max and like overall, you know, life risk and longevity. So I think that's an interesting one that we are very proud of. The second is I recently have been using the sleep features quite a bit. You know, it's always amazing to you, to you like, and to me, like, did I get enough sleep? Am I feeling oh, yeah. rested? You know, particularly if you're going through some times where, you know, you have a lot going on, like how well are you actually sleeping <laughs> even though you're in bed? And, yeah. And so that feature for me, the sleep feature is like really valuable because I think I've learned a lot about myself. I wear my watch at night mm-hmm. and I find, I found it very val- valuable to understand how many hours am I sleeping? And then I've also been able to kind of see what my heart rate does during at night. So I find that interesting as well. Then the third one is our mental health features and mental health and well-being features that we released recently. And the reason I'm really proud and excited for individuals to use it is it goes back to that point that we were just talking mm-hmm. about where, you know, you really need to take a moment and understand what's going on with you to truly do something about it. Yeah. And what we find is, you know, your health is made up of your physical health, but it's also your mental health. And the two are very connected. And I feel like it's so important to make sure that we encourage individuals to understand the connections between those two. Yeah. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing is, is that how do we help people really understand what they're experiencing in terms of emotions Mm -hmm. and the emotional literacy that Mm -hmm. is really important in understanding what you're feeling in the moment? And yeah. You know, this, the feature is based in some really good science that shows that if you re- take a moment to reflect on what you're feeling in the moment, there's some positive impacts on overall resilience as well as understanding and better identifying the emotion that you're feeling and just that habit of doing that. Yeah. And the reason I think that's so important is I think not all of us get taught how to identify the emotion we're feeling in the moment. Mm. And from that comes growth in terms of, okay, I understand I reacted this way or I felt this way. What made me feel that way? So you can put associations in when you're feeling it, when you're identifying an emotion, you can put like if it's related to certain world events or if it's family. Yeah. But I think it's a really, really powerful, simple tool to really help you understand your your state of mind. Yeah. And that is basically the essence of the feature. And then the last thing I'll just say that I love about it is you can also see connections of when you're sleeping, what your state of mind is doing, when you're exercising, you know, time and daylight. And so yeah. all of those things are really important that to your point, many of us don't pay attention to the connection of how we physically may be living our lives that actually tie to our mental well-being. And mm-hmm. so- I'm really, really excited for more customers and users to really have access to this because I think it'll be hopefully enlightening, but also destigmatizing and making people be, feel more comfortable with taking a moment to identify how they're feeling um, mentally. 
and get more comfortable with that and be yeah. comfortable with the emotional identification of emotions. Yeah. And I love that you kind of talked about like three different pillars, like one being sort of physical health, our sleep hygiene, and then into mental health. Cause I think it's so easy for when people talk about health that it immediately goes into fitness categories and it can be hard to understand, like for us to remove just, just to see it as one pillar because sleep has been a huge one for me the last couple of years, especially after, you know, having a fourth kid, but also realizing that the sleep you're getting might not be quality sleep. Mm -hmm. And I remember I started using, I, I did the sleep thing. I wanted to see my sleep cycles as well. And I started taking magnesium and I wanted to see the actual change and how much rest I was truly getting. And then I sort of like gamified it. I was mm -hmm. like, I wonder if I can do, if I can get seven to eight hours of solid, good sleep. And it was so fascinating when I saw my anxiety spiking, mm -hmm. then I saw myself resting less and like having good sleep less. It was, it was so fascinating to be like, this makes sense why I'm waking up in the morning and I'm not feeling an ounce of rest because I'm looking at these measurable results here that are showing me that there's something that's got to change here in order for me to have sleep. And I had my doctor at one point, she was like, Sarah, you're not going to slow down. You are just, you're just not, it's not going to happen. We've been trying to slow you down for five years. You're busy, but we can control how much you sleep. We can control the quality of sleep you're having. So I, I did get really passionate about that. And it was really sort of exciting to watch it sort of change and stuff as well. But those three things you talked about, the first one about like the cardio measurements, the sleep and the mental health ones, what apps and how do we access like those ones? Are they on the watch? Are they on the phone? How are we accessing so them? So State of Mind is available, which is the um, mental health and well-being feature. That's available on watch and phone. Mm -hmm. Sleep, you use your watch to kind of do the measurements. You'll be able to look at the measurements both within the health app as well as on the watch. Yep. And then Cardio Fitness as well is available via using your watch. If you walk or run, you'll see kind of the measurements be collected. Mm -hmm. And then you'll be able to see that in your health app as well. Okay. So both are available and accessible. And then obviously cycle tracking, for example, yeah. is available on your watch and your phone. The other thing that I was just going to mention that I think is really important is I think sleep, movement, and your emotional well-being are so important. But they're often, you know, sleep, for example, is such an, uh, for a new mom, for example, I remember when I was a new mom, like I wasn't <laughs> yeah. sleeping enough and it had an impact on my mood. And it's one of those yeah. things that are so obvious, but yeah. you don't really appreciate it until yeah. you start really focusing on it. And so I think that's one of the things that we love about the health app and, and our features in health in general is that it just gives you a moment to really help you focus on it. Like when you're, mm -hmm. when you see those measurements, you're like, oh, wow, I didn't actually appreciate, you know, how much or how little I'm doing in a certain area. Yeah. And the hope is that by making that information more accessible and understandable, you can be more actionable about that data. And that's kind of what the goal is in terms of how we think about our work in health. I also would love to kind of know, I know there's like a lot of stuff that's come out about, you know, our interactions with technology and how it can be damaging to our health, whether it's hearing or vision. What are some of the things that are sort of changing and shifting in terms of our interactions with technology and how Apple is sort of, you know, taking those things to the forefront, because the reality is these things are in front of our faces and in our ears. And we don't maybe worry about vision and hearing health when you're in your 20s and 30s and 40s, but might be something that impacts down the road. What are some of those things that are sort of key to... Yeah. Apple's core preventative health, I guess. Yeah, no, we're taking both of those areas and have tackled them kind of head on. So I think first and foremost, our philosophy in general is, is we want you to be intentional about how you use your technology. Mm. We don't want people to be on the technology all the time. That's yeah. never been the intention. Use it when you need it. And yeah. it should truly just be a tool in your life. And 
as you you may have known with hearing health, it's something we did a few years ago. Yeah. We have kind of noise detection and be able to kind of, if you're in a noisy environment and you're wearing a watch, you'll get notified. We actually also have the Apple Hearing Study where we've, in collaboration of University of Michigan, really understood kind of what are the environments where we're noticing hearing changes and, you know, what decibel levels are where you start noticing manageable hearing changes. And that's informed our work when it comes to the noise app. We also recently introduced two vision features. So there's the feature that is really focused on myopia. Myopia is kind of nearsightedness. And almost by 2050, they expect almost 50% of the population to be impacted by it. And and sunlight and exposure to sunlight is, is known to have a positive impact on myopia. And so the the feature really is focused on making sure that when you go out in sunlight, we're measuring how much it is. We're making sure that you're hitting the recommended guidelines to be able to be exposed to sunlight. And and so and especially for children, because when you're young, you can still influence that Mm. and you can actually it has measurable impact on your eyes in terms of your development. So it's really important for kids to get out there over 90 minutes to have some exposure to sunlight. And that's kind of what the feature is focused on. Okay. And then the other one, screen distance. The other you know, the goal is to really what basically happens is you'll see kind of a screen pop up if you are using your. Um, device too close. And so many of us have a tendency to look at our devices too close. And so to kind of get into the right location so that your eyes don't have digital eye strain. And so the idea there is really to, you know, in the background, notify you by putting up a screen that will say, hey, you know, push back your device a little bit. And all of those are with the intention of being more preventative and focus on protecting your vision health, as well as the hearing features are are really geared towards protecting your hearing health. And so- you know, again, we think health, all of our senses, everything that we have is if we can be proactive about it and notify yeah. you before things happen, we feel like that's the way health should be and how people should be focused on things is being proactive about their health as opposed to being reactive about it. Yeah, I feel that. And I, I think that that's like a really positive thing and makes me excited that we're actually heading into direction where it's not just like all bad news because it <laughs> kind of feels like sometimes we're just like heading into bad news and it doesn't feel like we can even stop it sometimes. And it's nice to know that, you know, even a tech giant like Apple is actually thinking about it. They're thinking about us 30 years from now. And I mean, I think I just have such a heart for how technology and health has really become so intertwined. I'd love to know with all the announcements and everything today, what is something that like you totally nerded out on and we're like, I'm so excited to see that this is happening and coming. Well, I'm really excited about, oh God, there's a few things. Is it the pink iPhone? I actually am really excited about the pink iPhone. (laughs) So that was definitely on my list. I was making my list of like the things I want. I'm actually really excited about the titanium iPhone as well. The weight is actually, I'm a runner. And so I'm very sensitive about the weight of my phone. And I'm very excited about having a phone that is Mm -hmm. truly, I like the bigger screen and a phone that is now going to be lighter and has all the capabilities. I I totally geek out on the camera stuff too. So I think that's that's really awesome. um, So it's going to be fun. And then I'm really excited about our watches too. I mean, yeah. the Ultra coming out, um, the Ultra 2. And yeah, and for, you know, one of the things is I was going to say, unfortunately, we geek out on all of it. So we yeah. kind of like <laughs> are really into every aspect of the announcement. So it's, yeah. been, it's, it's kind of an exciting day for us. It's so immersive coming here and you kind of like, it's easy for me to tune out when there's all of these different chip conversations and stuff that goes way over my head. But I think it's really, like I said earlier, it's so easy for us to minimize these things into like, it's your phone and it's your watch. And I'll be honest, I think that I check the time on my watch the least. I'm yeah. more measuring everything else that's going 
going on in my life. And it's so interesting to think that, you know, five, six years ago, these things weren't available to us. Like we didn't have these things. We didn't have, I mean, my parents both have, I really encouraged them into the Apple watches after a few years ago, when I heard some of these stories about, you know, heart attack detections and, and things like that, that I was not heart attack detections, but you know, what am I, heart, what am I? Heart, like yeah. irregular heart rhythms. And, yes. Yeah. And it, or fall detection. Mm-hmm. And it really was like, this isn't even about whether or not you think this is a cool watch to wear. This is, you know, peace of mind a little bit for your loved ones as well. And it, it has been for myself. I, it's so easy to think about everybody else, but there was one story today where the woman was wearing the watch and it notified her of, an irregularity in her heart and turned out and she was pregnant and it saved both her and her child's life. And I was just like an emotional mess watching. That was one of my favorite stories. The way that the video played out though was like, you didn't know, I thought they were actors. I thought we were watching a movie of these actors and you're watching this like little girl's birthday party and all of these like beautiful little moments. And then you find out that that little girl has a birthday party because her mom's freaking watch notified her (laughs) and got her to the hospital and saved their lives. And I just, I don't think we're, we're really fully grasping how incredible that is. Like, I hope we do. I feel like that's what I'm feeling right now is I just sat there and for the rest of the presentation, there was all of these amazing things to geek out on, like the the cameras and stuff. But I kept coming back to, holy crap, these are life-saving devices. Even, you mean, the SOS feature mm-hmm. now and the ability to, if you are out of range, which when I'm driving, so I live in Guelph and I have to drive into Toronto and there's about a 15-minute gap that I don't have a signal. And now when I see that little like SOS thing, I was like, before I would always think like, you have all these intrusive thoughts, like what would happen yeah. to me if I like, <laughs> literally slipped on ice here and my car was in a ditch. I wonder, you know, you start to think like, I wonder what I would do. Like, how would anybody find me? How would I get a hold of anybody in the dead of winter in Canada? And, you know, things like that, that were introduced can really start to change the way that you're thinking and give a lot more peace of mind, which overall, hopefully reduces our anxiety about life. Totally. And, you know, I think what you touched on and and that's what's really special about, I think, all of the work we do at Apple, but also very much the focus of what we do in health is mm. we don't introduce technology just for technology's sake. We introduce it to actually solve a problem and yeah. or be additive. And I think that's what you see with the features in health is that we're very focused on how do we develop features that are science-based, you know, private, focus with privacy at the core of everything we do yeah, and actionable, but also truly can enrich and empower someone to live a better life. Yes. And that is a really special mission that we're proud of, but something that motivates us every day mm-hmm. across all of those areas of health that we're focused on, but also all across all of the features that we put out, even yeah. our non-health features all are always really thoughtful and 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 the technology behind it's absolutely incredible and something that we're incredibly proud of here at Apple. Let's loop back for one second to that privacy piece mm-hmm. because I did mention that I actually share some of my health uh, like notifications. Can you explain between, you know, what is and how safe is it especially because, you know, with laws changing, a lot of people last year were like I don't want to track my period ever. I want to make sure that I'm safe. Can you sort of explain how it's safe and then also how you can share information and how that sort of works as well? So 
it's a very important, I'm glad you asked the question because it's such a key part of how we work in health. Mm -hmm. So we really start almost always with privacy being the core and starting that being the starting point in terms of how we think about our design of our features and architecture. Yeah. So all of your data is on device. So it's encrypted on device and only unlocked by face ID, touch ID. And the idea is, is that if you choose to have your data backed up on iCloud. It's encrypted end-to-end, again, with okay. Touch ID or Passcode or Face ID. And the the reason we design it that way is you are the only person that has access to your health data. Okay. We never see it. So we yes. don't do an aggregation of any health data in the cloud. Yes. Yeah. And the only time that you can share your health information is with your permission. Okay. So if you notice when in the health app, and we also have a feature called health sharing, where you can individually select which items, which health metrics you'd like to share and which ones you don't want to share. Because mm-hmm. you may not want to share all of them. You just may want to share your heart rate or mm-hmm. you may not want to share heart rate. You may want to share the hours you sleep, but you get to pick. And the user is in complete control of the data elements that they want to share. And they are sh- shared with whoever you choose to share with. So with the okay. health sharing feature, for example, if you turn that on, if you want to share your cycle tracking information with your partner, you invite your partner to share with that. You select what the data is. And at any time that you want to stop sharing, you can stop it. It is wiped from that other device as oh, well. Oh, amazing. So really the goal of it is, is that your privacy, your data's privacy is completely in the user's hand mm-hmm. and in their control. Mm-hmm. Apple never sees any of that data. Mm-hmm. And and you get to decide who you share it with and when. Okay. That's awesome. It, I just feel like it's such an important thing to always remind people of and or just even like ask the question and go over it because it can feel so over your head. And I think a lot of us were just so trusting to all these apps on our phones. You don't ever think that anything could be used in any you know other way. So it's nice to know that like Apple really has that end to end encryption that really protects us. And I think the other part too is that we really take it seriously where we want to educate consumers on what right. it means to really understand privacy And Mm -hmm. so because, you know, when you are selecting to use certain apps, we want to make sure you understand what you're sharing, especially when it comes to your health data. And so it's something that, as you know, we had a health privacy campaign and we were really part of the goal was really to make sure that more and more individuals really understand kind of what it means to what privacy means when it comes to health data for us at Apple and for you to be in control of choosing what you choose to share so you can make informed decisions. I am so grateful for everything that you all are doing. I know for me, this has been something that's like in the last year been so important and life impacting. And I know everyone's at different stages. You might not have an Apple watch, but I think mindfulness and being proactive and honestly, also looking at things through the lens of understanding that things can happen to you, understanding that paying attention is powerful and having that information and utilizing technology, if should you have it, being able to lend that into your favor and being able to be proactive with your health. I don't kid around when I say that I feel my last year, it's been, it's been crash detection for me. It is, my life was at risk due to mental health and it was due to something that was diagnosed through the information that I was collecting on my watch and on my phone. And so I'm so grateful for your work. 
It is very meaningful and powerful and I appreciate all you're doing. I'm so excited to see what ends up happening. I think your story is so cool. The fact that you came from computer science and, and mixed it with your passion for your family and health. And I think that it's really amazing everything you're doing. So thank you so much for your time. This has been such an incredible opportunity to have somebody like you sitting here Uh and getting to ask these questions and also just to thank you for the work you all are doing. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. That means a lot. And again, it's stories like yours that motivate us to do what we do. So it really like heartens me to hear you say how it's had an impact on your life. And I hope we can have impact on many more. So thank you so much. And that's just it. And so many of us probably like me, were like, oh, I'm just going to check my period. (laughs) (laughs) And then who would, or my headaches and who would have thought it led so many people, you know, got a watch just because they thought it was a cool looking watch and wanted to be able to text their family back a little bit easier and ended up saving their life. And I think that that is just such a powerful thing, how technology is really coming into play. So thank you so much. And for everyone listening, we're going to have some notes for you in the show notes as well. But thank you so much, uh, Dr. Sabal, for being here today. It's been such an honor. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much. We'll see you all next week. Thank you so much for listening all the way through this episode. If you've made it this far, I have one more little thing to share with you. Did you know that I actually have a photo and video editing app? So many people were surprised to hear that I have one, but it's actually been around for a little while and you can join over 200,000 of the Papaya community by downloading my free app, Pink Papaya on iOS. While so many apps focus on changing your appearance, Pink Papaya is all about celebrating yourself for exactly who you are and expressing your creativity and your storytelling with nearly 50 free filters and tools. Find us on social and share your edits as well. We might just share them too. So tag me as well at Pink Papaya app. Just had to share that with you, especially as the springtime's coming. We've got some really cool things happening in there and so much more coming. Check it out at Pink Papaya app. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at The Papaya Podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.